You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I'm joined by the fantastic Marcus Mosher. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give us the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us those five-star reviews. Help others find the show. We've got a fun one, guys. We have more real, tangible NFL news. What an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, it's crazy. We're, I think, three weeks away, Kate, from our first preseason game. Ah! Uh, three weeks away from uh, the Fantasy Football Expo, which should be a lot of fun, which you guys should all come to. Uh, it's, uh, I, we're getting into actual football stuff, Kate. It's exciting. It is really exciting. We've spent this whole offseason smoldering and, and being grumpy, and <laughs> now we have some real stuff to talk about. So we don't have to argue about fictitious situations anymore. We do have some very tangible situations, Mm. palpably awkward situations, maybe, uh, (laughs) in in some of our uh, our Tampa Bay and our Chicago venues. We have the deadline, which is passed for franchise tag players to come to a long-term deal with their respective franchises. So we officially know Chris Godwin is playing on the franchise tag. Mm -hmm. We know Allen Robinson is playing on the franchise tag. I think... I just want to get into what this means for these two players. Could this be a plus? Is this a, a tick and down, you know, a, a downward spiral in dynasty value? I want to react to that. But first, let's do some quick hits on some of the more recent, like little blips of dynasty news that we may have received recently. Yeah, so uh, we'll jump right into it. The first one is uh, about Damien Harris. According to ESPN's Mike Reese, he said that Damien Harris is the Patriots' surefire number one backfield option. Uh, He called him decisive. He said Damien works extremely hard at all phases, certainly in his conditioning and training, running game, passing game, protection, route running, and catching the ball. Um, Do we buy that Damien Harris is going to be the lead dog in this backfield, Kate? I buy it, but do I believe they've seen much uh, from him in the the receiving game? No, mm. no. <laughs> we Marcus, we've had this discussion before. I love Damian Harris. I thought he was, you know, definitely the best pure runner in that offense last season. But the concern is just point blank. We have to worry about his usage in the receiving game because there is none. There really is just none. He was on a 16-game pace for 11 targets, Marcus. That is bad. I almost put really together bad. a video of every one of his receptions for last year, just for you. It would have been very short. It would have been very short. <laughs> it would have been a seven-second video. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's my concern. That's the that's the biggest downtick for fantasy value. I, you've got to worry, I think, even if Cam Newton is the starting – or not the starting quarterback, I'm sure they will still utilize him as, a, you know, a goal-line tool, but – I agree. I buy that he's going to be the lead dog, but I don't buy that he is going to be a a steady fantasy asset that you are going to be able to start week in and week out. I I do agree with you about the passing game stuff. Like James White is just going to have that role and he's really good at it. So it makes sense from like a rational coaching perspective that they just keep him there. But we've seen Kate, this type of player in a new England offense be successful before, whether it's, been Jarvis Green Ellis or uh, Stephen Ridley or LeGarrette Blunt. Like, if if Damian Harris can get you 
1,100 rushing yards and double-digit touchdowns, he's going to be a, a very useful RB2. I, I agree. The receptions probably won't be there. We'll see about the touchdowns. But I think I am excited to see the workload here. I am, but I'm not. But if this is an opportunity for me to sell Damian Harris at a slightly higher cost, I will do that. What do we got next? Uh, All right. The next one is about a more significant dynasty player, Saquon Barkley. Uh, He said he doesn't have a timetable open for his return. Uh, I saw a report from Adam Schefter over the last week that uh, the the Giants won't be giving him a full workload early in the season. Does this concern you at all? Uh, not for not for like dynasty value purposes. Um, obviously, I think if we continue to hear bad news about like clearly this wasn't a straightforward ACL tear because I think mm-hmm. we would have probably been hearing more positive news coming out about his rehab but everything that we're hearing tells us that we need to be cautious he's not a guy that I'm looking to buy for my my contending rosters right now unless I have uh you know maybe a a nice solid core I think he's going to be a guy that you know potentially could win you some championships right this season but you need to have the right squad to get you through maybe the first mm-hmm. half of the season while he acclimates to that starting role again. But if you have the squad that can hold up without a Saquon Barkley for that first half of the season, that's the squad I want to buy him on. I agree. I think th- I actually think it's going to help his, his your, like a trade window for him. I think you can get him now by by the time we get to September, early October, his value is going to shoot right back up. So this is a good buy low window. Uh, two more, two more. Uh, All right. This one on Nico Collins, the third round rookie from the Texans, according to the Athletics, Aaron Reese. He said that Nico Collins should have a chance to see a lot of snaps early. He said that he is going to be locked in as a starter in this offense. Do you buy that Nico Collins is going to play a lot for the Texans early on? I mean, I do believe it just because of the fact that like sheer opportunity, like there's there's not a ton of playmakers within this offense that I think we have to worry about. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, he should by default, if he can win some snaps, he should be one of the the main core because right now you've got essentially Brandon Cooks and Kiki Cutie, who we've seen. Uh, we've seen some flashes from, but we've seen him disappear. Nico Collins at least gives them, you know, a, another big body wide receiver that, um, you know, even the departure of uh, Brandon Bells, like that's yes. relatively significant because they're still short on wide receivers. So I think that he's going to have a, a lot of opportunity from the get. It's just a matter of how much he's going to be able to do with that opportunity, given the question marks at quarterback. We still really don't know what we have no idea. Literally, <laughs> I say we still really don't know. We have no idea what the situation at quarterback is for these guys. We have no idea, literally at all. No, but I still really like Nico Collins as a prospect. I mean, super athletic. He's 6'4", 215 pounds, showed well at the senior bowl. I'm not. I know Tyrod Taylor is not the most appealing guy from a you know a fantasy perspective, but we got to believe that long term, uh, Tyrod's not the quarterback here. Whether it's Davis Mills, whether it's somebody they draft next year, maybe even Deshaun Watson if something happens. But uh, I, I'm still buying Nico Collins. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna put up some ugly, ugly numbers this year on some inefficient targets. Uh, but it would not be surprising at all, Kate, if he finishes with like. 
800 yards and six touchdowns on the most inefficient season ever. Uh, I don't mind it. <laughs> we I we think don't mind that. It's intriguing, though. If you if you do buy into the fact that, uh, you know, I don't think any of us are considering that Deshaun Watson will play this no, season. No. If he is, that's a huge surprise. But if you are of the belief that somehow they're going to reconcile and he will uh, see the light and, and come back to the Texans with open arms – Imagine, you know, Nico Collins tied to Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's still within the realm of possibilities because he is technically the starting quarterback for that roster. Yes. And he is tied to that wide receiver. All right. Uh, Last but not least, what is it? This one's just for you. Uh, It's on Devin Singletary. According to the Bills' official website, Devin Singletary showed up to a last month's uh, mandatory minicamp looking stronger and feeling faster than ever. According to Sean McDermott, Devin, in particular, is really trying to master the small things that come come up down in and down out when you're playing all three downs. Uh, he says, I've been impressed with his attention to detail over the last few days. Are you buying the hype on Devin Singletary, Kate? No. <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> no. I like. I, I mean, I think uh, if you're looking at, at any of these options, I mean, still, when you're thinking about what qualities make for a potential breakout when I I was actually a pretty big fan of Devin Singletary, but you know what? Everybody pointed out um, the size concern. He can put on weight and he could be a little more lean, but he doesn't, he still doesn't have the size that Zach Moss has. And I think that is going to give Moss the edge around the goal line. We already saw what Devin Singletary did when he was utilized uh, more heavily than Zach Moss. And guess what? He's totaled four touchdowns, four touchdowns, uh, for rushing touchdowns, sorry, in his career so far. I, I, if he's the lead guy, fine, but I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant because I do think Zach Moss or Josh Allen are going to get those those touchdowns, and that's where you can make a lot of money in your fantasy points. I agree. I don't think Devin Singletary is fantasy relevant. Really, to us, I think the bigger thing is how much does he take away from Zach Moss? Uh, I Again, you guys know my feelings on Zach Moss. You know Kate's feelings on Zach Moss. We don't need to get into this on another show, but uh, it's something to keep an eye out during training camp. So let's take a quick break, Kate, and we'll come back and let's talk about Chris Goblin. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back. We're talking to Kate Magic, of course, our great co-host here on the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, to talk about Chris Goblin, who did not sign a long-term deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before the deadline, so he will play on the franchise tag uh, this year for Tampa Bay. Kate, does this have you nervous at all? Are you excited about the potential of Goblin maybe leaving in free agency next year? How, How does this change your opinion on the former Penn State receiver? I love, love, love everything about Chris Godwin, 25 years old. Last year, at this time, in July, July of 2020, he was being drafted as Dynasty's wide receiver five in startups. Wide receiver five. And oh, how the mighty have fallen. He's now being drafted as the wide receiver 15. But 
he's got such a great profile. If you're just going back to him as a prospect, he's he's speedy, he's agile. He's got all of these things that like on paper should make him a good receiver, a good mm-hmm. dominator. He's just a very well-rounded prospect. But I want to talk more about what he's done since they moved him into the slot. Uh, in the 20, or, sorry, 2019 season, they moved him. Uh, he was largely playing out wide, moved him into the slot. He's played at least 63% of his snaps from the slot since his third year in the league. And that is when we saw him absolutely explode. But what I really think is fantastic about Chris Godwin is the fact that we saw such a dip in his value. So it, he was literally the wide receiver two and a half PPR formats in 2019 mm-hmm. being drafted as the wide receiver five in that span. And then last season, when we compare you know, his overall metrics to what he did in 2019 in that top five performance, that, there's not much of a difference no, if we look no. at the performance side by side. So yes, he finishes the wide receiver 32. He was banged up all of last season, had a finger injury. Uh, I think it was a quad injury or hamstring. I can't remember. It was a lower body injury, um, but targets per game uh, right around seven. He had eight targets per game in 2019. So you didn't see a big dip in workload with Tom Brady under center receptions per game, 5.4 to 6.1 that he had in 2019. End zone targets per game, 0.5 to the 0.58 he saw in 2019. Red zone targets per game, 1.5 per game in 2020 to 1.7 in 2019. You really saw no substantial change in his usage, even average depth of target, 10.1 yards in 2020 and 10.15 yards in 2019. So even with Tom Brady, I think everybody expected that uh, you know, maybe we're not going to see, we're just going to see a bunch of dump off passes to the running backs. He was essentially utilized the same way. The biggest change in his performance from 2019 to 2020 was his yards after the catch had 6.7 yards after the catch per reception in 2019 to his 3.7 yards after the catch per reception in 2020, which makes sense guys. Cause he had lower body injuries. Yep. 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 There, everything is the same about Chris Godwin. So I don't think there's any question marks there. I'm not, I, I think regardless of, you know, his contract situation, you're probably going to expect some changes next season. Tom Brady won't be there anymore. As Kyle well, we Trask think the so. future. Well, well, you we don't think so. We don't think so. I say it every year. <laughs> but <laughs> if like maybe Kyle Trask is under center, yeah. we really yeah. have no idea what's going to come in Tampa Bay. So the fact that there are question marks for Chris Godwin doesn't really matter so much for me. I think this is a great buy opportunity for a wide receiver who's really shown out to his full potential in the NFL. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Kate. I think I think Godwin leaving Tampa Bay would actually do a lot to increase his, his dynasty value because, listen, he has just one season in his career with over 850 yards. Like, it's pretty clear when he's playing with Mike Evans, he's just never going to be the guy that gets – 125 targets a season. In fact, he's never had a season like that. He's never he's had one season in his career with more than 100 targets. So, I, I I know a lot of that is injuries and that kind of stuff. But I just think when you're playing with an alpha like Mike Evans, it's just hard to demand that many targets. So, let's say he does leave and he ends up somewhere where he's locked into 130 targets. I think 
whether he's more efficient or not remains to be seen, but I do think there's a chance that he could go somewhere else and actually have more value. So this actually has me excited. I'm glad that he didn't sign a long-term extension and lock himself into the the number two role there. Uh, I'm actually feeling quite optimistic about the future of Chris Godwin. Um, Let's take one more quick break, Kate, and then we'll come back and talk about Allen Robinson, who, please, please, somebody get Allen Robinson a quarterback. We we just want to see that. Uh, (laughs) But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best-tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Uh, I had the coconut almond this morning. It was amazing. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, let's talk about Allen Robinson, who also didn't get a long-term deal done with the Chicago Bears. It seems like he's wanted out for a while now, uh, but he's content to play on the franchise tag and then move on in free agency next year. How do you think this impacts his value long-term? Um, I, I actually, I don't think it does uh, a ton. So here's where I think there's going to be a shift. Um, Allen Robinson, he's 27 years old. I was looking back in his dynasty ADP. He was the wide receiver 20, or sorry, wide receiver 14 in 2020. Still hanging out at the wide receiver 14 position in 2021 uh, in dynasty startup drafts. In the last three seasons, he has ranked uh, among wide receivers fifth in targets, eighth in receptions, 12th in receiving yards, Mm -hmm. 19th in touchdowns. And you know what? It's very like this was a really brutal, brutal offseason to be requesting money. I mean, really, unless you're Kenny Galladay, nobody made out on on any sort of long term deal there. Nobody was going to get paid with the, the ding and cap. Um, so I don't think we can fault him for that. But I do think uh, we need to consider the trade-off. So you mentioned the quarterback situation. I looked <laughs> I looked over the past two seasons. 45 quarterbacks have attempted at least 200 pass attempts. Mitchell Trubisky ranks 40th among yeah. 45th – or, sorry, Trubisky ranks 40th among 45 starting quarterbacks with accuracy percentage. Woof. Woof. That's not not fantastic. The only players he is ahead of in terms of accuracy rate, Brandon Allen, Cameron Newton, oof, Carson Wentz, oof, big oof. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins and David Blau. Holy smokes. Like that's not that's not good company. And in that span, he leads all wide receivers with 126 contested catches. Only three wide receivers in the NFL in that span have more than 100 contested catch opportunities. That's DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. And you know what? Both of them have fewer than 108. So we're talking almost 20 more uh, contested catch attempts in that span. That just tells me we're not, we're not getting separation. He's not getting uh, an accurate ball thrown to him. There's just not anything working in his favor outside of volume. So... My concern with any new offensive system is that he's not going to be peppered with 150 targets per season, but I think he has a chance to make up an efficiency with that for the, the season to come. 
All right, so really quickly, I'm going to run through all the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has ever played with. Are you ready? This is just for fun. Um, Quote-unquote fun. Yeah, yeah. Matt McGloin, Christian Hackenberg, Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, and now Andy Dalton. Who's the best quarterback out of that group? Womp womp. Yeah, not great. Uh, Here's why I am optimistic about Allen Robinson. I still think he's incredible. Like the last two seasons that we've seen from him, even despite some awful quarterback play, you know, 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns in 2019, 1,200 yards, uh, 1,249 in 2026 touchdowns. He's pretty consistent. And if you happen to look forward to a little bit and what the, the free agent market looks like next year, there's a lot of teams with a lot of cap space that need number one receivers. I, as you were talking, I was just kind of writing down a list. Like the Raiders have a bunch of cap space. They need a number one receiver. If he goes to Las Vegas, I think he, he smashes there. The Indianapolis Colts, T.Y. Hilton's on the last year of his deal. The Colts have a bunch of money. I could easily see him uh, going there and putting up huge numbers. Uh, I, I mean, there's just there's a lot of teams. I mean, whether it's Green Bay, who could be losing Devontae Adams. I mean, there's, there's a lot of situations where I think Allen Robinson could go and put up big numbers. So this season could be a bit of a struggle, whether it is Andy Dalton, whether it's Justin Fields, who knows. But I do think when we get to... You know, next year at this time, he'll still only be, you know, 29 years old in August. It's it's a little older for a receiver, but could he give you three more quality seasons? I think so. And I kind of think that makes him a buy right now, Kate. See, for me, I would I would probably drop him into the category of hold unless you can sure. get a really okay. nice offer. So for me, when I'm looking at his production, he's been the wide receiver 14 over the last three seasons collectively. That's fantastic. That's great. Uh, He's being drafted as the wide receiver 14 in Dynasty. I do think he has several years left, so I'm not concerned about the age. But he's one of these guys that doesn't – he doesn't ever get hot enough that you can really make out on a deal. Um, He's not somebody – if you believe in winning trades, whatever, I I don't think you need to win a trade. But he's somebody that I just don't think ever returns – the value that he can be worth to your team. Um, he's just not one of those sexy names. Like Kyle Pitts, I think uh, he sure, can return sure. some really nice value right now. But there are, you know, those circulating names that, you know, once the, the buzz words come out in training camp and, and whatever, that they're going to be hot commodities. And Alan Robinson, despite his consistencies, he's never a hot commodity no, that you no. can really... Uh, it, you can really sell out on. All right, so let me ask you this question, okay? Because Chris Godwin is currently wide receiver 13 on Dynasty League Football. Allen Robinson, wide receiver 18. Who do you expect to score more points this year between Godwin and Allen Robinson? Ooh, uh, I'll take... I'll take... Ooh, whoa. See, I think it's whoa. Robinson pretty clearly, right? There's just there's not that many targets in Tampa Bay to go around, right? Like, there's so many mouths to feed. I think um, I'd give the edge to Allen Robinson. There are so many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay, but I think we saw, you know, Tom Brady uh, accomplish a lot, which we didn't even talk about this. Uh, He had a fully torn MCL, which is... Do do we believe that? Do do we really believe that? Well, we've been hearing all... I mean, different (laughs) show, but we have been hearing all offseason that Tom Brady was a lot more banged up than anybody... I believe that. Anybody believed. Um, but I mean, we saw him play lights out and I think we saw plenty of passing opportunities. He didn't show any sort of 
uh, you know, effort to slow down those passing opportunities. I think that the volume is significant enough and Tom Brady's playing at a high enough level that I'll still buy into Chris Godwin. I do think uh, top 12 potential. So wait, wait, you're picking Godwin over Robinson? No, this no, year? no, 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 no. I'm, I'm picking Robinson, okay, but okay. I'm still I'm still putting my stamp on Chris Godwin that's as fine. A, a top 12 receiver in 2021. Okay. And that's fine. So th- my point is, so we both like Robinson this year. Let's say both leave in free agency next year, okay? And they go to Team X. Which one do you have more faith that can be a top 15 receiver? I'll go with Chris Godwin. See, I think I I would rather have Allen Robinson just because I think he's viewed across the NFL as the better receiver. And I think he'd be locked into more targets. Again, that's just a total gut call. There's no statistical evidence that I'm backing think, that up with, right? I mean, Allen Robinson, I think, you know, he, he plays outside. He profiles more as that alpha type wide receiver. Um, but Chris Godwin, with his, his abilities in the slot and his abilities with yards after the catch, I think that um, he's a guy that, you know, might actually be maybe more immune to quarterback play because of the abilities he has to make after the catch. I think you could go either way with this one. In Dynasty, if I was in a startup right now, I would be taking Chris Godwin over Allen Robinson. They're going pretty closely to one another. But uh, I just think there's a couple of things. And, like, let's factor in age. Um, we have Chris Godwin, who's still relatively old for his draft class, oldish, um, 25 years old, uh, not super old, yeah, <laughs> not super old, but like still when you're considering, um, you know, Allen Robinson, who is 27 and he has had, um, you know, the, the history they, of the ACL yeah. tear. I, I'm going to roll with Chris Godwin okay. if I'm in, right. if I'm in a startup. And I, I would go with Allen Robinson just because I think he's the better player but i i don't think you can go wrong there so that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you follow us on twitter at lockdown dynasty you can follow kate at ff ball blast i'm at marcus underscore Mosier. have a great weekend we'll see you back here on monday uh, to continue to discuss dynasty football